Next on the Church Solutions Podcast, we interview Josh Reich and get a pastor's perspective of doing ministry during the pandemic. You know, one of the things that I, that I feel like a lot of people really haven't talked about is just the quality of, of a service, you know, in this season. You know, the quality of, uh, pre, like, preaching to an empty room is really hard. Preaching to people wearing masks is, is really weird. Um, and just how to navigate that and give a good experience for people. I think that's just an important conversation to have. Like, how do you best worship as a church and engage people um, in this season? Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. And I'm Mike Gray. Nice to be with you today. We have a guest, which we will introduce in a moment. Uh, the Church Solutions Podcast is brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv, and we do uh, streaming video. There goes my air conditioner. It just kicked in. Sorry, folks, but it's 104 degrees outside, so and almost as hot. And my wife is here, so we want to make sure the AC is on. But anyhow, uh, we are a company that works with churches, ministries, provides streaming video, mobile apps, and other church-related things, and we love to help churches. That's what we've been doing for many, many moons here. So it's good to be here with you today. So we have a guest today, and we uh, uh, his name is Josh Reich, and Josh is from, uh, well, Josh is actually here in Tucson, Arizona. He's with a, a church called uh, a Pantano Christian Church in Tucson, which is where we're from. Josh, uh, thanks for being with us. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you here. So church, Josh is a church planner. He's uh, been involved in, in uh, leadership activities, coaching leaders, and uh, speaks in conferences uh, all over the uh, the globe, and uh, and also has a podcast. You, you have a podcast as well, don't you? What's the name of your podcast? I do. It's called Leadership Conversations, and oh. so it's with a uh, an entrepreneur uh, and a church planter in Texas named Casey Cease. So he and I have been doing that for the last couple of years. Right. Leadership right. conversations, good. And then you also blog too, right? I do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Blogging what, now. For, what's uh, the name of your blog? So it's at joshuareich.org. Okay. Uh, Joshua Reich, and Reich is spelled R-E-I-C-H. Yep. And as we were talking before the uh, before we went on here, uh, Josh is actually from was it Eastern Pennsylvania, Eastern Philadelphia? Is that what yep. you said? Yep. Yeah. And uh, and and uh, I, I like Josh right away because he's a Steeler fan, so yep. we're all happy about that. Well, I am anyhow. Uh, Steve doesn't care, and Mike's a what are you a Bronco fan? Something. Uh, I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh, so, you're a Cowboy. Uh, just, oh my God. Just let it go. Let it go. All right. <laughs> okay. So what we thought we would bounce some things off Josh today. We wanted to get more of a pastoral perspective on this pandemic we're in. I don't know if you've heard about it or not, but it's called COVID-19. <laughs> and uh, we're spiking here in Arizona, as well as different parts of the country. And so, uh, we, you know, we've been talking a lot about related things to it, you know, how you can connect better with people with streaming and other things we've been talking about the last several weeks. But uh, Josh, we wanted to get your thoughts on what's happening here. So let me just shoot a question out to you right off the bat. This thing, I remember uh, Steve and I were talking about this back around March 15th or so. Uh, that's when my church shut down. 
And uh, we were kind of all scratching our heads going, okay, is this for real? Is this going to be long term? Is this really a pandemic? What is this? Is this just the flu? What was your first reaction when you heard about this talk of the coronavirus? Yeah, you know, it's it's actually hard to remember uh, what I thought back in March because it feels so far away. But I think, you know, right away it became this, um, you know, a pretty scary thing right away. I think, you know, there was our kids were wondering what was going on. We have five kids. Our church was asking, are we going to be meeting this coming Sunday? And so we had made the decision um, in about three or four days to uh, shut down our physical locations and go completely online. And so it was a pretty quick, it was a pretty quick turnaround for us. So what led, I mean, so if, if you can fill us in, give us a little bit, uh, you know, I, I know maybe some of that's confidential. I don't know, but give us a little bit of the inside information here. So you guys met did your leadership team meet and. Yeah. So we, Santana, we had um, three campuses, uh, two physical and one online. And uh, we had had our Sunday services. And then I remember our lead pastor was actually in California um, as we were having conversations about what to do uh, the coming Sunday. And just as we talked through it, I mean, it it was the conversations most leadership teams have had in terms of, you know, safety, uh, you know, but as well, how can we best uh, protect our our church, our neighbors? How do we best uh, serve people and connect to people? And so it was... uh, I don't know where in the trajectory in terms of how many churches had made the decision. It was right around the time I feel like most churches in Tucson decided to go online right around like March 15th or something like that, if I remember the date correctly. Yeah, 15th was a Sunday. It goes down in infamy in my life. So (laughs) so it'd be interesting if you, you know, if it was prior to the 15th or it was after the 15th. I believe it was March 15th. I'd have to look back. Um, yeah. But I, I believe it was right around March 15th. I think that was our first Sunday online. Yeah, I know for, I mean, I went to a meeting with a bunch of people on, on the, that 13th on, on Wednesday or the third Friday, the 13th. And it was, people talked about it, but nobody was alarmed. There was a guy going on vacation. There weren't any masks to be talked, you know, talked about yeah. or anything like that. So, um, but then I think the wheels fell off that Sunday. Well, it definitely fell off for us um, <laughs> that yeah. Sunday. Everyone that was, was that was yeah. that was nuts, right? Yeah, yeah. So the the, the community guys... decided I'm not going to church, and so I'm just going to stay home and watch online. And most yes. of think... March March 15th was our first day online. Oh, okay. All right. You guys yeah. were prepared. You're ahead of the curve then. That was the uh, that was the first weekend that the global church crashed every server on the planet. <laughs> Everything yeah, I, went down. Yeah, that week uh, I remember because I think Steve was gone all day on a Friday. Third was I guess it was the Friday you mentioned that Steve and I remember we were just getting hit up and I'm like trying to keep up with everything and and I'm thinking oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna be pretty busy and that was that was just the tip of the iceberg yeah. for us. So you guys were meeting, and I mean, was there was there like uh, discussions like, ah, we'll just stream online, and if people want to come, come. Uh, I mean, was there some not debate, but was there you know discussion about, well, no, we shouldn't do this. We should just keep meeting and just warn people, or was it pretty much like, oh yeah, we got to shut the doors. Well, and I feel like 
you know, the reaction among leaders has been largely the reaction among people in their churches. You know, you have the people who immediately are uh, dealing with fear and then there are the people who think it's just not real, you know, or not a big deal or that there's other things that are a bigger deal. Um, and so that, you know, and so I think, you know, within, within the staff at our church, you know, there's definitely the widespread of that opinion that you have to kind of navigate, which I think makes it difficult, especially when you, as a pastor, when you start to throw in just the political sides of it all. Right. Yeah. So are you guys getting pushback from people? So you're not, are you, you're not meeting yet, right? We are not. We actually uh, went back to to the East Campus, um, which is our larger campus, the first three weeks of June to do physical services. And so we had planned to start phasing back in our kids and student ministries. Uh, but then as um, just as cases in Tucson began to rise um, and then the uh, the mayor mandating masks, um, you know, at, at gatherings and things like that. Uh, we made the decision after those three weeks to go back online. Um, at this point, I have no idea how long that will be. It, you know, and I think you have people, the people I interact with, I mean, you have people who say they're not coming back to church until there's a vaccine mm -hmm. or ever. Um, and then you have people who say they would come this Sunday if we uh, had services. You know, we've had some people who, uh, you know, have shown up on a Sunday morning just to let us know that they're upset that we're not meeting. Um, you know, but I think by and large, you know, I feel like those are those are outliers. I, I feel like by and large people um, just clarity. I, I think that's an important thing right now to just give your people clarity on what you're doing, why you're doing it. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think like all churches, we're getting the gamut of responses. So how did you go about getting the word out? I mean, it's a large church. Pantano yeah. here in town. So, I mean, and if you're deciding three days before that Sunday, that's like Thursday or so, that's not much yep. time to get the word out. Nope. So it was a lot of, um, a lot of emails, you know, all of our social media channels, um, videos from our lead pastor, uh, that Sunday, I remember we all were at our physical locations, um, to meet people who maybe didn't get the word, um, and to just interact with people who showed up. Um, who had questions about it. Um, and, and then we started to really just, at that point, it was when you start to really figure out, okay, what does it look like to be a church that's fully online and how do you engage people? How do you help them? Um, and, and so that's been really the transition of the last several months for us. Yeah. Did uh, did the church consider other alternatives? You know, there's some churches doing drive-in church and um I guess that's pretty one of the only other alternatives. Did you guys talk about that or? We did. And, you know, we talked through, you know, there are churches that are doing things in a park and things like that. Um, but I think we really just decided to put just our eggs in the online basket, so to speak, um, and really figure out how to do that well. Uh, thankfully, we had already been, um, we already had an online campus. So it wasn't something we had to pivot to and just set up on the fly. Um, you know, which is a huge blessing uh, for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way ahead uh, of the game because we were helping all the folks that didn't have and were starting at ground zero with no gear, no cameras, no anything. Yeah. You guys had a pretty robust campus already, right? Yes. Digital yeah, campus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let, me, let me roll back just for a moment or so. I do want to talk a little more about online and, and what you're doing there, but uh, when you when you did return in early June temporarily, yeah. 
until you know things got really bad here. Did you guys practice social distancing, distancing according to the CDC guidelines? Did you did you make people wear masks? Because there's there's people listening to this podcast and watching this all over the country. Some of them are still meeting and doing yeah. things. So yeah. what what did did you guys do any of that when you when you briefly returned? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's still churches in Tucson that are meeting. You know, that's true. Um, And, you know, small and large. And so, you know, so when we came back, you know, we had signs on the ground, signs all over the campus about social distancing, uh, roping off every other row Um, in our auditorium. We pulled out every single seat. We have, you know, several wings that uh, bleachers can roll out of just to give uh, more seating. Um, In our auditorium, our our staff uh, and volunteers all had masks on. We didn't, for those, uh, at least the first two weeks before the mayor mandated masks, we didn't require masks for people who attended. Um, The the third week of being there, we did. And that was, and I think that was when it starts to become this, um, you know, one of the things that I I feel like a lot of people really haven't talked about is just the quality of, of a service, you know, in this season, you know, the quality of, uh, pre, like preaching to an empty room is really hard. Preaching to people wearing masks is is really weird. Um, and just how to navigate that and give a good experience for people. I think that's just an important conversation to have. Like, how do you best worship as a church and engage people um, in this season? Was it was uh, the key speaker wearing a mask or just the people? Uh, just the people. So because yeah. of the the social distancing, we social distance right. our prayer partners, which was became just kind of a logistical, just difficulty. You know, how do you yeah. stand six feet from people that are sharing private prayer requests? You know, and, and so then you just start to talk about how are are you able to shepherd people well when you do that? Um, you know, it's just feels weird to stand six feet from someone when you're talking to them, let alone, hey, can you pray for me about this? And right. and you lose, you know, just that. Just that the embodiment of the church then of being able to pray with people and, you know, put your hand on somebody's shoulder while you do it. Like there there's a loss that that's experienced right now, which I think is really which is a big part of just what people are feeling. Right. Yeah, there's a there's a go ahead, Steve. I was just I was trying to figure out a good way to ask this question, but there's kind of a heart of the community or heart of your congregation and some intimacy that's, you know, probably was lost. I mean, if you look back, you know, a year from now, you're going to see that, wow, this was a time of growth. Or is this a time when the wheels fell off and we went, you know, five years back and developing, you know, bringing our community along? Or did, did we ride right through it and, you know, maintain that sense of community? Or what are you doing to, to kind of keep that, I don't know, the, the body of Christ within the, the church? Yeah. Rolling, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, we're starting to do a couple things and we're really starting to talk through how do we engage the majority of our church around our spiritual pathway of connecting, growing and going. Um, and, you know, one of the things I love about Pantano is our heart for our city. Um, and we've, you know, even in this season, we've been able to pivot as a church to really serve um, and, and connect with other organizations like the Rescue Mission, uh, serving hospitals and nurses and doctors and things like that. Um, and so I think I think what I'm hoping for our church, what I'm beginning to see is I feel like this is clarifying a lot of things for our church. I think it's clarifying a lot of what really matters, what's really going to grow people. Um, you know, when you're just when you're meeting, it's easy to add some things to your church. 
Um, and, and it's easy to just do things because you've always done things. Um, it, you don't always have as many conversations about like, how effective is this? Is this really worth all of our time and energy? Uh, but now when you sit there and you go, okay, is this really worth all of our time and energy? Like, does this really move the needle for people's, you know, spiritual journeys? And so I think what a crisis does is it really clarifies what is most important and what actually helps. And so my hope is that we look back as frustrating and difficult as this season has been, we look back and say, this was, this was really a catalyzing season for our church. What's uh, what's the financial impact been? Yeah, I mean, so we, like all churches, you know, got, I think right at the beginning was the hardest. I think we've really tried to be prepared for it to get worse. Um, you know, all of our pastors took pay cuts uh, back in March, you know, for the first several weeks as we just moved into this and kind of not knowing what it was going to play out as, um, you know, because the campus that I lead is uh, portable. Um, you know, one of the nice things about not meeting at a school then is you're not paying rent. And so, you know, there's there's some of that that's coming back. And even now, I mean, we're starting to talk through, um, you know, changing people's job descriptions, you know, for this season. How do we utilize people's gifts with what we're doing right now of being fully online? How do we engage people? And so those are the conversations we're having now, which I think um, because digital is not going to go away, it's going to be a big part of whatever the new normal is. I think those are incredibly important conversations for churches to have. Yeah, I uh, I work with a do a little part time gig with a small church, and uh, it's hard to say where our finances are. Steve asked you about the finances. Uh, yeah. uh, ours did pretty well up until last month, but it's mm-hmm. summer, <laughs> and it, it we tend to see a dip. Yep. We do anyhow, oh, a yeah. dip in finances, and so it's yep. still hard for us to kind of gauge yep. if it's down twenty five percent or not. You know. Yeah. Um, Yes. It's really we won't know till probably the end of the year yeah. uh, how that really leads out. But I'm sure many churches, I'm sure, have taken a hit financially. Yeah. yeah. So I, I know that's a challenge for many people. So. All right. Good. Yeah. So uh, tools that you're using. So as you move forward here, as, as you guys continue to move forward and as you mentioned earlier, there's, there's this unknown. <laughs> it's like especially now in Arizona here, you know, are, what's going to happen next? Are we going to be locked down or are we going to continue to not meet? Yeah. And, and so what what kind of tools have you been employing to try to maintain that connectiveness with people? And how's that going? <laughs> yeah, I think right now, I mean, because like most churches, I mean, we have, you know, Instagram pages and Facebook pages and Facebook groups and, you know, and everything is just kind of all over the map right now. And so I think it's causing us to evaluate and say, OK, how many groups do we actually need? you know, like on Facebook, like, do we need a Facebook group for every single campus or does it just need to be one right now? Um, And and so I think it's really starting to unify, especially for a multi-site church, it's starting to unify us and make us less siloed. Um, You know, talking across ministries, how do we, you know, families are sitting there together on a Sunday morning. I mean, like my family, I mean, we have five kids and we're sitting there together on a Sunday morning. How do we help parents then engage their child um, if they're watching the the service with them or their student, you know, how do we create some engagement around that? So we've been spending a lot of time um, just our big word right now is engagement. How do you engage people? Um, and, and for us, what we've started to look at is engagement is really for us. We've equated it to Ephesians four of equipping, you know, and just said, OK, where to equip the saints that that's engagement. 
And how do we best do that digitally? How do we create resources? And so we're talking through, you know, is that is that podcasting, you know, to go along with the sermon? How do we uh, one of the great things I think we do that we started doing during this season is for each one of our series, we do what we call a deeper dive where we just dive in deeper into the content of the series and answer people's questions around it. And so um, so we'll do that live once a month at the end of a series where people have sent in questions throughout the series and then they can do it live while we're doing it. Um, and that's created a lot of traction and interaction with people um, around what we're talking about and just being able to ask, you know, self or our lead pastor or, or uh, like right now we're in the middle of a series called the eye of the storm. And so we're going to have a licensed counselor who's going to be answering questions about fear and anxiety and control and, uh, and mental health. And so, um, just being able to use some of the resources within our church that maybe we would have overlooked before, um, but in this season, just trying to say, okay, how do we engage people um, on a regular basis to help them? Yeah, good. Are you, uh, uh, speaking of engagement for youth and for, you know, kids, I know, I think a live church, I don't know, Steve, you or Mike, maybe you guys can address this because I got kicked out of a live years ago, but um, what are you guys doing? Is Alive still doing multiple? Because I know there was different streaming for, for different groups in Alive. Is Alive still doing that? You know what I mean? Targeting a stream for the youth, targeting a stream for the kids. Is that still happening? Do you know that or not? Oh, Steve? Oh, I, uh, somebody? I, am, I am unsure. I know they did um, early on. Because they, you yeah. know, they were definitely had three separate channels going, right. and I think they've been more reinforcing the um, the one voice thing. And so okay. we're we're doing at the movies right now. So I was oh, that's actually right. moderating uh, yeah. some chat, and some people were not happy because another kid movie. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and and the reason is I forgot at the beginning of at the movies, they brought all of those services together and it's an all family service. Right. So the engagement is for all levels and uh, thus, yes, another kid's movie, <laughs> but they are very educational. I find. Okay. All right. So, uh, just, so Josh, are you guys doing anything like that, or you have a different stream for somebody else, or? Yeah. So for our kids, uh, that's just posted for on demand for parents to be able to get it when it best suits them. And okay. then our students, as actually meeting, um, their service happens Wednesday night at six thirty. Um, okay. When we first went online, we had everything happening on Sunday morning, but really just struggled to get that engagement. And we also, after surveying our church, found out that for most families, their students were sitting with them in the living room watching church. And, and so we thought, you know what, then let's just move the student service to a different time of the week, um, if that's the case. And, and so we've also just really tried to, you know, because I have students at home. And so when I preach, you know, we're really trying to engage students and saying, hey, if you're a student, you know, here's an application for you in the midst of this message. Um, and, and just communicating that we know that you're, you're watching, that you're a part of it. And so, so for us, we've just found kind of staggering it at different times of the week has been helpful. Good. You mentioned surveying. How did you go about that? Was that just through social channels, or did you do a formal yes, survey? Formal. Uh, so one of the things that we've started to do, and I've seen a lot of engagement around, is texting. And so just asking people every single week, we have a specific word that they text to to get either the next step 
resources to sign up for baptism. And so uh, this was probably back in April or May. Uh, we surveyed our church and just to ask them, how are they watching? You know, how are they connected? What resources would be helpful? Who's watching with them? You know, trying to get an idea. Because uh, I mean, how do you count people? Like, I mean, you know, at my house, seven people are sitting in the living room, but it only counts as one person watching, you know? Right, so right. Like, how do you even count that engagement? To it, it, Just to even have an idea on how you're doing. I think that's what's hard for pastors right now is they have no idea how they're doing. Um, but that survey then just came back to say, and, and also too, we asked like, how likely are you to come back to church right now? How likely were you to send your kids or students to camp this coming summer just to be able to plan um, to just get a read on how our people were feeling? And what was that read? I mean, was it uh, 50-50? Was it majority of yeah, people so know we're not the, coming or what? Yeah, back in, back in May, it was, it was pretty 50-50 in terms of, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not coming back. I don't want to send my kids, um, you know, and it's hard. I mean, it would just be a guess now on how people feel. But, yeah. um, you know, it just makes me wonder about schools opening and how's that, how that's going to play out. So, Yeah, interesting uh, school boards and stuff are having Zoom meetings talking about bringing the kids back, yeah. <laughs> but they're having zoom meetings, <laughs> but I anyhow, I think it's important for surveying your church is a really helpful thing. You know, it's not going to give you hundred percent accuracy. I mean, people sometimes will say on a survey what they think you want to hear. Um, but, uh, right now, I mean, it, we're just throwing darts at the wall, hoping something's going to stick in some ways. And so if you can get any kind of information, um, to say this is how many people actually feel comfortable coming back. Um, that's helpful information. This is how, you know, it helped us to find out how many people are actually connected on, on Facebook. How many people are actually, you know, we asked, hey, you know, we had been posting uh, every other day. We had a pastor posting a daily encouragement. And we asked, do you know that this happens? And an overwhelming majority of the people had no idea we were doing that. Um, and, and so it tells us, okay, we've got to do a better job of communicating some of the things that we're doing. Um, it, otherwise, is it worth spending the time and effort on? Yeah, for sure. Right on. Go ahead, Steve. What, what kind of um, participation rate did you get with the, the survey? Was it, I mean, did yeah. you get, I, something we challenge with, we were challenged with as a company, just kidding getting feedback from uh, other ministries and stuff. And I imagine, imagine it's really tough with families and stuff as well. Yeah, I, I don't remember the exact number, but I remember us being surprised at how many people actually filled out the survey. Oh, yeah? That's <laughs> so good. I remember us being surprised that we got as much participation as we did. I, I can't remember the exact number, but um, it, so. Yeah, good deal. All right. So, look, we, we have about a, a minute or two left here. Uh, you touched on something, Josh, just briefly, and I'll, I'll see if I can get you to go into a little more detail. So what, what do you think? You know, pull out uh, your prophetic uh, gift here or your crystal ball or whatever. But uh, how do you think this pandemic is, is going to affect churches and uh, not just Pantano, but churches yeah. in general here in the future? I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen here? Uh, the overall experience for church you think it's changed church permanently uh do you think no we're going to go back to our old ways after six months or i mean just give us your thoughts on that yeah i mean i think the church is going to be totally different after this um in some good ways and some really uncomfortable ways you know i think i think one it's taught us relationships really really do matter 
Um, we took a lot of that stuff for granted. We took being with people for granted. I mean, I'm, I'm a big introvert. And so, but I mean, I have, I really took relationships for granted. Um, you know, I think it's going to make churches more, um, m- m- just have more of a simple philosophy instead of a complexity. It's going to cause churches, I think, to be more strategic in what they're doing. I mean, Carrie Newhoff has been talking for years about engagement versus attendance. And now all of a sudden, every church is talking about engagement versus attendance. And so um, I think that's a great conversation. Like, what does does engagement actually mean? How do we do that? How do we engage families? How do we uh, meet people where they are? Um, You know, so I think think after all of this, uh, it's going to be a a new normal. It's not going to go back to the way that it was. And I think too, for churches, we're going to have to wrestle through um, for several years. uh, There's going to be a number of people who just have a fear of being in a public place. Uh, It's going to let like, even, even now, I mean, if you stand in a grocery store line and someone gets too close to you, like that feels weird because we've not been in crowds for a long time. We've not been close to people for a long time. And so there's going to be, there's going to be some new topics for pastors to really dig into um, that they've not had to teach on before. And that's going to stretch some things, you know, that's going to, and hopefully this makes churches realize that digital really matters, that you can, that there's some things you can't do digitally, but there are a lot of things you can do digitally and how you best uh, do that. How do you best resource um, your church? And, and, And I think that's a great conversation to have. I think that's a great place for churches to be. Yeah, absolutely. I'm taking notes here because I have a uh, actually have a little staff meeting coming up. Engagement versus attendance. I like that. That's yeah. really important. Yeah. All right. You, Go ahead, Michael. No, no. I was just I was just applauding. Yeah, uh, yeah I I think uh, so, uh, we talked about this a little bit that so many churches needed to be pushed out of their comfort zone because church leaders probably weren't going to make a change, but now there's not an option. It's uh, it's sink or swim and engage people relationally online or close the door. I mean, yeah. that's, I don't, I don't know a lot of options beyond that. I mean, like, as you said, a few are meeting, but even if you're meeting, everybody's not coming back. Right. right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep. that's for sure. Uh, all right, so look, guys, we're out of time. Out of time. Josh Reich is our oh guest God. here. Oh. I know. Well, we can have maybe. Hopefully, he'll come back. Maybe. Yeah. I don't That's, know. Uh, but but how, how do people get a hold of you, Josh? Uh, I know we gave you some gave people some information at the top here, but but if people have questions for you, yeah, uh, just give us more. You know how they can connect with you. Yeah, the best place to connect with me is on my website, joshuareich.org. Uh, there's okay. contact information there and all all links to my social media, uh, things like that. Okay, good deal. All right. And that's uh, your last name is spelled R-E-I-C-H. Yep. So, all right, good deal. Well, Josh, thank you for your time. We really do appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you. We definitely want to have you back again. So for Michael Gray and uh, Steve, uh, Steve Lacey, I'm Phil Thompson. And thank you, folks, for spending some time with us today on the Church Solutions Podcast. Please take care of yourself. We will catch you again next time.